I'm Austin from PopX Cast, a pop culture podcast part of the Gonna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at gonnageeknetwork.com. lovely people in internet land and welcome to episode 79 of game life balance australia i'm your host robert bailey and i'm joined as always by a robot body housing the brain of my dearly departed friend andrew ac yoshimura beep 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 must collect penises for fuel source flawless i think that's that's a very convincing give me penis now yours cut off guillotine I have spare guillotine. Just so you know at home, that's not Andrew, that's a robot. That is not a robot. I am Andrew. Please mail your penises to... (laughs) GPO box PP2. Penises. I only have one, though. That's the problem. PP2. (laughs) And you will receive a certificate saying, I have used your PP as fuel. I don't know. What? (laughs) I have so many questions. <laughs> oh, you and me both, buddy. Yeah. You and me let's both. Not, let's not overthink the robot penis thing. No, no. I Look, it's sometimes not... when I say the first thing that comes into my brain, and it's about a robot that's fueled by, like, guillotining penises. <laughs> this, this is not... <laughs> like a psychologist would have a field day with this. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, you'd think that with these penises, he'd need to, like, mm. there's like a fuel cap around the back or something. He'd just kind of... <laughs> Yeah. Need to put them in, but no, it's just like it's just like it, just like a, basically a drawer that kind of comes out of my chest. You just kind of dump them in there and just close it up, and that's uh, it. That's so weird and good, <laughs> but not creepy at all. No, definitely not. No, this is a family show. We don't we aren't creepy here. <laughs> Which is why we send both of our families to bed when we do it. Yeah. Oh, we do it, baby. <laughs> so- in not a creepy way. <laughs> well, I don't know. Robo AC is a little bit creepy. Yeah. Robo AC is a bit hornier than normal AC. <laughs> it's just pretty horny. Like, that is one pretty horny bot. You turn the dial up to 11 <laughs> on the horniness dial that's at the back of the robot. I lift up a flap and there it is, the horniness <laughs> dial. Oh, the flap's on the front There's as an well, on-off baby. button and a horniness <laughs> dial. <laughs> horniness. That's it. That's You know what? You've just basically described teenage AC. <laughs> <laughs> just basically he's either asleep or awake and there's a horniness dial just, it usually goes up to 11 just mail that robot to Japan and <laughs> dust our hands it's an act of war really <laughs> when you think about it well they had it coming especially for the game we've been playing this week That's which is true. a Japanese game called Taiko no Tatsujin yep so today we are doing Taiko no Tatsujin which means in English Robbie uh, it means Drum master? Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, and Taiko means drum. Mm-hmm. And in the West, I think it's called Taiko drum master sometimes, which yeah. just means drum drum master. Which is okay because it's in a different language and Taiko is, yeah. does sound pretty cool. Yeah. Look, yeah. I, I think you want to differentiate between like ta- a Taiko drum, if you like, which is a very, like to us is a very specific. Yeah. Japanese style drum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where like naan bread 
it's just naan is just bread yeah. in, in Indian or Hindu Hindi there you go I got there eventually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to all the billions of people that live in that country you aren't listening it doesn't, it's fine I don't know why I care we're pr- I'm guessing we're pretty big in India we've got a massive following well, yeah. yeah we like cows so sure <laughs> what, what we do <laughs> I do I hate cows <laughs> I you, can't. but you've been living a lie. I, I, I kick them in the face whenever I can. Okay, we just, like, <laughs> imagine if we were being in India. We just lost everyone. And also all the vegans. <laughs> well, if, they, if they've been on board... <laughs> Until now. 79 episodes, and this is what... That's what... This is what finally, yeah. like, got them, got them off the train. That's right. They're like, that's how... That's, that's exactly say. how vegans yeah. talk as well. They have big <laughs> jowls. Massive jowls are kind of flapping the wind. Yeah. Stop eating that pork. <laughs> and how do you think that chicken feels? I actually sound more like President Nixon than anything you else. You do, you do. I'm also thinking a lot about the, the Gungan leader in that in the first episode of Star Wars, uh, which will never be mentioned again. The guy. The That's Luke, you idiot. Luke, he's like, he doesn't speak like that. He goes, I love the blue milk. I see you, mate. I pour it all over myself and rub my nipples. You may have- I'm pretty sure Mark Hamill said that in an interview once. Look, I, I, that sounds like something he'd say. <laughs> I think the trauma of the first of the prequels has, has been so severe for you that you've blocked them out of your memory. Or, or I haven't seen them in like twenty years or something. Yeah, it's been. I don't think I've seen the first one since the it was in the cinema, which would have been nineteen ninety nine. You know, I went to the premiere of that movie. I won't distract us from this game, but just very quickly, I went to, yeah, the, okay. I went to the premiere of that movie. We're all about distractions. Um, and we were very excited. And we all came out of the movie theater and we were sort of milling around. We, I mean, everyone who went to see the movie. Yeah. And and this someone just piped up and said, I, I don't think I liked that. <laughs> and then everyone just started agreeing, you know. <laughs> we all started chiming in. And then someone said, and that freaking Jar Jar Binks character was terrible. And we're like, yes. <laughs> it was just like the hate started immediately after the premiere. It was like, you wanted to love it. You really did want to love yeah. it. But you didn't. I tried, AC. I really tried. You tried for a good five minutes afterwards to keep your mouth shut, and then it just all came tumbling out. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. But we're not talking about that today, AC. Thank we, God. We could be. We could. We could. Uh, we could. We could spend a long time talking about the prequels, just, which I can't remember what the plots are. So I could just make it up. Let's just do a hard U-turn on this podcast and just. <laughs> we are now the prequel. The prequel. The, the Star Wars prequel podcast. That sounds like gonna get Oof. network material. Official. Yes, that's true. Officially. Sanctioned by Disney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. This is going to get us shut down real bloody quick. Right. The Walt Disney Corporation has our backs 100%. Oh, yes. They don't mind us saying the word fuck every now and again no. or every second word. They love swearing and they love drunken Australians. Oh, who doesn't love drunken Australians? I mean, come on. Yeah, we're pretty great. We are. We are pretty awesome. <laughs> the world lives for this. So anyway, yes, drums. Yeah. We So basically, Taiko no Tatsujin uh-huh. is a rhythm game. It is. Uh, and it was an arcade game designed and published by Namco mm-hmm. back in 2001. Uh, so this was actually before I came to Japan in 2003. But mm. it was popular from the start, but... It's popularity built over the years. I think it's. I think it's fair to say, and it's kind of waned a little bit here and there. Mm. But you still will most often see. There's a kind of usually at least one of these things in every kind of uh, arcade in Japan. Like especially, uh, well, you know, the Namco arcades, obviously, and um, I think just in the shopping centres, mm. they often have these just little places where kids can hang out, and they have like. The UFO machines or like skill testers, whatever you want to call them, the crane games. Right. And there's usually a Taiko no Tatsujin 
uh, game there as yeah. well. I'm, re- I'm reading here that they actually keep releasing new versions of this game, and the c- most recent one has like something like 150 songs on it or something. Or wait, here you go. Actually, more than that. On one version, yeah, like the arcade. The arcade game, like, it's just huge. There's so much choice. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's different versions of the arcade, obviously, and it gets updated as rights as they gain new rights and other rights lapse as mm. well. So basically the arcade looks, it's bigger than normal arcade. It has two massive drums, mm-hmm. taikos. And like taikos are like a traditional form of drum in Japan. Yeah. So I don't know, about 60, 70 centimeters in diameter. Yeah, it's like a big kettle drum looking thing. Yeah. Um, and they make a boom sound. Yeah. And I saw these being played, I think like at the Kawagoi... Matsuri, like Kawagoi Festival. Oh, okay. Uh, and I just was enamored with it. I just thought, this is great. Like, And people doing these things were in like a, a kind of a towel wrap loincloth that kind of the things like that um, sumo would wear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just mostly naked and just beating the hell out of this drum. <laughs> just, I, I like that you're getting naked and just beating the crap out of something. Like yeah, that. yeah. That's. Um, I, think, I think I should take this, this up as a hobby. <laughs> Yeah, just you know, maybe wear it combines more my two interests: like, yeah. getting naked and beating things. <laughs> so many things I could say now, Robbie, yeah. but I won't. No, don't. Okay, Def- so definitely don't. <laughs> it's already weird enough. Yeah, it is pretty weird. Uh, uh, yeah. So you can play it two-player, um, co-op, or against. Or usually, I usually only see one person at a time playing these games. Yeah. But there is like this. Looks like you, yeah, the arcade itself has two drums. Yeah, so you I can think play. I've seen arcades that have like one big one, but oh, that, yeah. I could just be misremembering in my brain because I, I see these things everywhere, and I'm pretty sure there may have been imitators at some point. But Namco is definitely the the originator of of the um, yeah. Not of the concept in general, like beating a drum to a rhythm is not the most original thing, but this particular type of taiko and the and the songs that they chose kind of is. Yeah. So I we're going to be talking about the PS2 version, which is one of the more prolific versions, especially mm-hmm. in Japan. It has been released in the West yeah. to a certain extent. I think there is even a version out for Switch at the moment, yeah, digitally. There's, there's iOS. Yeah, there's a lot of different versions. So you can... You can uh, play this um, on a lot of different things. I mean, you probably have to, though. Okay, I'll, I'll throw it to you on this AC because you're 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 the expert in this field. But mm-hmm. how much Taiko Drum Master can you get in the West? Like, if you're in America or somewhere like that. This like- is this is actually a really hard question for mm-hmm. me to answer because I know it mostly from Japan right. and saw it being a phenomenon and a continuous phenomenon in Japan. Mm. So. I would say it has been localized a little bit, and there has been a Korean version, an English version, uh, a Chinese version, even. Yeah, certainly the PS2 version that we played was well, one of them was definitely released in in North America. Yeah, um, so there is an English version. Whether the drums were released as well, I couldn't tell you because mm. the drum is like a big peripheral mm. before like big kind of like uh, like rock band and guitar hero peripherals were really kind of a thing. Mm. And the one for the PS2 isn't quite as big. I'd say it's kind of about, I don't know, 50 centimetres, 40 centimetres. Yeah. It's still big for a home system. Oh, here we go. I've got it here. Yeah. So the Okay, so if you have a touchscreen game, like a uh, system, sorry, like DS, 3DS, you know, iPad, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a virtual drum on the screen. Yeah. Uh, but for PS2, we 
Wii U and Nintendo Switch, there is a dedicated peripheral. There is one, yes. Yeah. But I think you can use them without the peripheral. At least for the Switch, I'm pretty sure you, just you have, can. You just use a controller or I, something like I that? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do know that... That would probably be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... The yeah. peripheral is big. You get big, two big, meaty drumsticks. Yeah. Um, they're, they're quite thick. Mm-hmm. Um, say, the size and length of a normal penis. Yes, uh, they feel good in my hand. <laughs> I like to beat the drum with them. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So, basically, <laughs> the way the drum works is uh, there are two center plates. You can't, you can't bang the drum in the middle, per se. It's kind of like one side or the other side. Yeah. And then you can tap the sides. The tapping on my side doesn't work so well, so you've got to hit it pretty hard. Yeah, it's like a rim shot. That. Yeah. yeah. And it is, it's funny because the, yeah, the drum itself has pretty decent sensing. Like yeah. Every now and then if you hit it right in the middle, yeah. it won't pick it up. It won't. But, but the side ones are very finicky. They're very yeah. pernickety. Yes, yeah. So I hit them like Maria just kind of taps them and they seem to work for her. Yeah. I do it the same way. It doesn't work for me. So I just smash those motherfuckers. It's weird because it's not, you have to hit it like a certain angle yeah. or something. Like it's not... You're not trying to hit the side of the of the peripheral. You're trying, trying to hit, hit the rim. The edge and I do hit yeah, the rim. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, no, up. No, no. And Marie's like, no, no, you got to hit it further up than that. No, 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 further down than that. It's like, <laughs> I'm just going to smash this motherfucker <laughs> until it registers. And usually if I hit it hard enough, it'll go, okay, stop, stop hitting me. I register. That's right. It only, it only listens to um, violence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I have three of the uh, Tyco games for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is a pretty early Tyco game. And... Uh, let's be fair. It doesn't look that good, like, because you don't need a lot of graphics for this game. Mm. But this one, all the graphics are very Flash-like and very shaky. Like, they kind of vibrate a little bit. Yeah. The other one I got with the kit that I got last time in Japan itself Mm -hmm. is a uh, anime special. So, lots of anime songs. Yeah. Most of which I don't actually know. Yeah. And the other one I got was an English version uh, so it had a bunch of English songs on there. Yeah, like pop, sort of pop music from like mm. the late '90s and early 2000s. So let's talk about the graphics for a little bit first. Yeah, it's cute. It's like it's very. How do I describe this? What's the word? Primary colors. Yes, and yes, not very. You know, there's no shading. No shading. It 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 looks almost like how do I describe this? It is kind of like you a, know, like Powerpuff Girls. That kind of look. That kind of like thick lines, thick mm. black outlines on the characters. It's really simple designs um primary colors very bright and colorful everyone's dancing you'll have like shrimp dancing or like hot dogs dancing mm. on the screen like when along with the- you get uh, so the rhythm track itself is just made up of small mm. red and large red if it's a small red dot when mm. it passes through the line you need to hit either side once when it's a big red dot you need to hit both ri- sticks at once both sides of the drum at once yeah and if it's a blue you hit the rim yeah. And if it's a big blue, you hit both the sides of the drum at once. Yeah. So there's really only four things to do. There's like yeah. hit it with one stick, hit it with both sticks, rim shot with one stick or rim shot with, with two sticks. Yeah. And, and that's it. That's <laughs> it. But that being said, it's like simple mm. simple to pick up, hard to master. Yeah. And some of the songs are, are a lot more difficult than others, for sure. Definitely. Mm. So uh, we'll talk about... We actually played this game for like a, pretty much an entire weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Like, we played it last time you were over here, and then the next night, Eric, a friend of the show, came over, and we played even more of it. My wrists were hurting after that. Wow, yeah. And... uh, Carpal tunnel from playing too much Tyco. Yeah. Especially the way I play, like, uh, Maria just kind of taps it, like... Yeah, she's very gentle. Very gentle, and I just go, smash, smash, (laughs) smash! 
your I'm going to make you read this blue note. <laughs> Trust me, you're going to read it. So, <laughs> so um, the the anime special. There's only two on there I recognize. Mm. One is the theme to Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes, Evangelion. Even I recognize that. I didn't know what mm. it was from. Yeah. But I was like, I've heard this. This is a thing I know. So we both played it. Yeah. We both beat it on the normal difficulty. Mm-hmm. There's easy, normal, and hard for a lot of these. Yeah. And if you beat all of hard, there's like super hard. And hard is hard. Yes. Hard is actually quite hard. I, f- like, I found normal difficulty to be very challenging because yeah. I'm you know, a doofus and not very good at r- rhythm games. Yeah, um, me too. But yeah, I couldn't even imagine. I don't think I ever played it. It's like, maybe I tried like We Will Rock You on Hard or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. I... So yeah. the other the other game on the anime one that I know is Umpaman, the Umpaman March yes. from um, beloved child children's TV show Umpaman, which Ma- which May loves, and I've just heard so many times that I'm actually quite good at that. Like I know mm. the rhythm really well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then when I tried it on hard mode, it was just bananas. I like, I couldn't couldn't get it. It was mm. just way too fast and way too phonetic for me. And uh, then we we played the English versions of the songs, which I'm really glad I picked that up, actually, because it would have been a bit more limited otherwise. Like, I think so. You yeah. can play these games without knowing the songs. Yeah, you don't need to. No. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bit more fun if you're familiar with them. It's or true. if you think that the music's good. And I'm going to be fair to J-pop here. Mm. J-pop fucking sucks. <laughs> it is like the entire <laughs> musical genre of J-pop belongs in a trash can, in a volcano, on some planet that's about to explode. I don't care if it's Earth. Just get rid of J-pop. I can't. I'll, look, I'll take your word for it. I've, I've not. I've not delved into that particular musical genre. 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 Um, but from what I what I gather, there seems to be like how do I put this? Like pretty high turnover for those J-pop bands. Like they maybe don't stick around. Yeah, that's true. There are some that stick around, but the members have high turnover. Right, that's what I meant. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, if you're young and cute, some of those girls in like Morning Masume and AKB48, they're so young. It's like, it's frightening. It's just like, mm. you're just looking at it going, no, this is just fucking pedophilia. Like, seriously, guys. <laughs> it's pedophilia, <Seriously>. the band. <laughs> I got a great different band, AC. Dude. I was about to say, let's make that the name of this episode. It was like, how about no? See, there is a line there I'm not going to cross. And you thought Suck for a Buck was crossing a line. (laughs) No, I didn't. I'm totally okay with Suck for a Buck. I'm not totally okay with Bedfile the Band. My t-shirts are really great. Anyway, no. um, No. 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 All right. We're not going to do that. We'll never speak of that again. No, we won't. Um, so there are, uh, of course, like J-pop is, is, uh, unavoidable if you live in Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, I learned to tune it out after a while, mm. uh, because a lot of it is terrible, frankly. Okay. Uh, but there are a lot, the English version that we played, do you want to mm. name some of the songs that were on there? Oh, I can rattle off a few. So, um, so there was, is it, was it Madonna's Holiday? Was that one or is it? it no, was, it was no Material Girl. Material Girl, that's it. There was um, Love Shack. Yeah, that was fun. Love Shack is uh, is a lot of fun to do. Love Shack actually works really game. well. Yeah. Um, there's uh, the Jackson 5 ABC. ABC, yeah. ABC, whatever There's We Will Rock You by definitely not Queen. Yeah, the thing is, like, a lot of these I'm kind of not so super familiar with. And they're all, obviously all covers. Yeah. I'm super familiar with the works of Queen and Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. and these... Didn't come close to Dearly Departed Freddy's voice, unfortunately. No, no. But, you know, they're good enough to have a bit of fun. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. And there was actually a lot of classical music on that one as well. So mm. you have stuff like... 
There's a bit of Mozart, you know, a bit of... A bit of Beethoven. A bit of Beethoven. And I, of course, I love the William Tell Overture. Yes, and that I'm quite good at that one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> There's a few, like, yeah, there are definitely, like, We Will Rock You, obviously, is very well suited to a drumming game yeah there's killer queen also uh, by queen yeah which is pretty good as well there's a few more that are that are escaping me right now um uh, marmalade marmalade girl whatever that is marmalade girl i think it's called no, something, I mean, something of, marmalade there's a lot of like late 90s and early 2000s. spicy marmalade <laughs> and i'm terrible called. yeah with songs generally and it should be noted that mm. rob and i are both white Mm. And in our mid to late thirties, yeah. we have no rhythm. Yeah. Well, and the other, the other problem AC is that there is no Taiko Drum Master disc that's just full of nineties hip hop, which is the only music I listen <laughs> oh, to. God. So just, just vanilla ice on repeat. No, not vanilla ice. <laughs> I we, keep telling you, you, you used to like vanilla ice. Although, tell you, yeah, I did when I was like eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, it is a so great... Look, it's, it's that version of you that I'll never forget. I will say, though, I say it's a great way to upset me, to tell me that I like vanilla ice. <laughs> it's know. probably a great way to accept vanilla ice that, you know, telling him that, hey, Rob likes vanilla ice. He goes, oh, Rob, you. No. <laughs> that poor guy got beaten up by Suge Knight. Anyway, um... Yeah, yeah. He had a storied career. The old, old ice, old Mr. Vanilla. <laughs> is that how you... Is it, ah, Mr. Vanilla... Well, he'd be Mr. Ice, wouldn't it, actually? He'd be Mr. Ice, but then there's, like, Iced Tea, and he sounds more like a Mr. Ice. Oh, he'd be Mr. T. Yeah, oh, yeah wait, but ooh. that doesn't work either, does it? <laughs> Think about that He'd be more of a Mr. Ice than, than Vanilla Ice would be. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> vanilla Ice suck. sucks. All right. Yeah, he does suck. You're moving That's on. That's true. There's actually, there is actually a Vanilla Ice movie. <laughs> is it just the Ninja Turtles movie? <laughs> it's not the Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> okay. It's like... I, it's on the edge, the very edge of my memory. And I think it became... Not popular, but well-known because some famous YouTuber did it. But okay. it was like him, like some goody-goody girl was dating some, you know, uh, high, you know, some rich douchebag or something. Okay. And then a guy on a motorcycle turns up and he's a total rebel and it's Vanilla Ice. Oh, no. And that is the, that the like, movie that's like all that happens in that movie, like I think. an Elvis movie, but like... Yeah, cringier. Early 90s. Yeah, so cringy. Yikes. I can't even remember what it's called, and I don't want to remember. Anyway, now that I've got that out of my system, we had to just we just had to yeah. that. Yeah. So, what was your favorite song song on uh, Taiko no Tatsujin? <laughs> the problem is, like, it's hard to remember the song names. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, what was the one I played on? Like, I, I played that last. I played them like that was the last thing I played, and it was really funny and difficult. Uh, it was a classical music, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was like classical a, music. Um, some concerto, maybe I can't remember. But uh, there was like Beethoven number uh, Beethoven's number five symphony number five is on there as well. That's a I'm not I'm not equipped to talk about music. No, I looked. My favorite song was the one that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, I um, really like doing the. I, I'm so familiar with Umperman. Yeah, you nailed that one. And I do like William Tell's Overture just because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just know that one really well as well. So look, as I said, what I was getting to before. Is that you and I, mm. both white, both suck at music, can't mm. remember anything. Yeah. But we still had fun with this game. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a good time. Uh, I think what I like about it is that it's very simple. Anyone anyone can grasp this. Mm. It's kind of like Wii, the Wii Sports thing again. It's like, you know, just from watching someone play it for a minute, what you are required to do. And it's just then it's just doing it. 
you could, your dad could play this. Yeah, is he that could. is that kind of a game? He could. Um, He'd hate it, but he could. Yeah, he could. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the important thing. Like, difficult to master. It mm. is very difficult to master. And even if you if you do really well on hard mode, then it unlocks super hard mode, which is just just basically like red and blue all the way. Like, there's no breaks. Just yeah. like hammering the whole time, and. There's been so many releases on PS2, subsequent consoles. Mm. Um, there is like a Wii release for this as well. Oh. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. A Wii release for this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the arcade had so, so many big hits. Like, so, yeah. And it kept updating frequently. I, I remember playing this for the first time in the arcade. Mm. And I played a Domino Love Song from Urusei Yatsura, like mm. my favorite anime. And I failed miserably at it. <laughs> like, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> this isn't working. Mm. But I had a lot of fun anyway. That's, that's, the, that's the key, isn't mm. it? And yeah, I would. It's a very would, arcadey thing you can do even in the home. Yeah, I would like to try the arcade one day. Mm. Um, but the home version is really fun. Like, you know, at one point, it was us two. Your wife came in and then your daughter came in as well with a little toy drum that she was banging on, which is very, very cute. Very, very super cute. <laughs> and that's the kind of game that it is. It, it sounds really corny, but like it is like gather the family around the PS2. Yeah. It's time to play Taiko Drum, you know. Um, so would you recommend this game? Yeah, I think I would. Like I'm not a rhythm game guy. This is really outside of my wheelhouse. So I can't speak with authority about this. But to me, like I've had bad experiences with rhythm games in the past that have turned me off. Um, this one seems very easy to pick up. Like, and, and it feels fair. Like, when you miss a beat, mm. you know that it's your fault. Whereas yeah. I've played rhythm games before where you just feel like it's just off and it's not it's not forgiving enough for that split second. You know, yeah. this is this has a certain... Yeah, it can say good, bad, miss, hit. Yeah. You know, it's like, great or good or, you know. Yeah. So, I really enjoyed it. I think, yeah, yeah, it's very simple and easy to pick up. Mm. Hard to master. I think, yeah, you have to be into... I think being into the music would help a lot. So, if you're into, like pop music from that period you'll probably like it a lot more um because i was sort of i'm a a bit snooty about pop music i'm like oh god i'm gonna play some madonna oh god (laughs) um actually i think madonna's pretty great but um yeah if you're into the music then even 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 more so so if you if you're like really into anime and weird crap then that anime one might be like you know yeah be really up up your alley yeah um yeah i don't know i don't know what else to say It's, it's it's a fun rhythm game with a wacky peripheral i liked it Hmm. AC, what do you think? Okay, I think out of all the instruments, and I don't think this really counts as like a a um, guitar hero or a um, rock band sort of thing, but it's in the same vein and it is a rhythm game yeah. and it kind of came before those games. And yeah. out of all of those games, this is my favorite one because it's, it's, just, it's more fun mm. and less serious. Yeah. Like, you know, you've got a cute little drum and, you know, you're beating the face of the drum and the drum kind of reacts on the screen accordingly to however you're beating the drum Yeah, in li- in, you know, in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's pick up and play. It's fun. As you said, the whole family can come around and they can like crowd around it. Everyone wants to have at least one go of this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it fun yeah. and enjoyable. And like, I've been wanting to get one of these systems so we could review it for a while. And now that I've had a bit more experience with it, mm. I kind of want to go back to Japan and try like the big Taiko, like the arcade Taiko again. Because yeah. last time I failed horribly, but this time I want to find 
Lum no love song, and I want to try that again. You're going to own that, own that Lum song. Um, All right. Yeah, even though I don't have it on the home console version. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to you coming back from your next Japan trip with Samba de Amigo and the, um, and the Maracas. But until then, <laughs> until then, like this is a fun music game with a weird peripheral. Yeah. Japan seems to do peripherals really well. Yeah, they do. This, this one is just, it's, yeah, as you said, it's fun. Yeah. I just recommend it because it's... It's just something that, you know, everyone can enjoy, even even if it's not for a long time. Yeah, the bar is low for this one. It yeah. is. The problem yeah. is that you will... It is kind of like Guitar Hero and Rock Band in the fact that you will be stuck with, like, a pretty big peripheral. Yeah. That you kind of got to stick somewhere. I kept the box, so I'll probably put mine back in the box soon, because it's been out for, like, three weeks. Mm. While I've been, you know, kind of playing with this thing. And it's been a lot of fun, but I don't have a lot of room in my games room anymore for yeah. games. Yeah. ironically it's too it's full, full of games, of games. there's yeah. too many games in your games room yeah <laughs> alright that's a recommendation from both of us check it out I got games you got games we all got games you got tons of game on Steam which I'm sure you've played through all of them multiple times sort of there are ones multiple, that there are ones that I've never times. played and I'm just like oh you're too old now I'm never gonna play you really yeah I don't play old games because they're for losers <laughs> I'd like to say Dem's fighting words, but you know what? You're probably kind of right. You're probably not. You're not too far off there. <laughs> Look, I, I, have, I have games AC. In fact, in fact, I had a game on Steam that I forgot I bought, um, and it was a while ago now. So basically, you're just telling me exactly what you just told me, yeah. disparagingly. Yeah, yeah. This is the truth. The truth is that sometimes I buy games and forget that I bought them. This one I actually really wanted to play, and I was really excited to play it. Yeah, and then I just didn't. And I had a, I even installed it, and then didn't play it. So um, the other day I was looking through my Steam library, like, what am I gonna, what am I gonna play? Am I gonna buy something new? Um, and I was like, oh, Banner Saga two, I'll play that. I really want to see. I mean, Banner Saga one ended on such a bloody cliffhanger, like. Oh plot, yeah, I remember that. You yeah, know, just you know, plot yeah. wise, I mean, those kings and those knights and all that incest. And it was just incredible. I think you're, with getting the conf- you're getting confused with uh, a different property. Uh, anime? Uh, Incest sounds like anime, so sure. <laughs> yeah, ow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting a weird heart attack. That's fine. Um, something about you talking about Game of Thrones just made, sent a dagger through my heart. I'm not even kidding you. It's really painful. But I'm going to keep talking because I'm a professional, AC. So, if you were a professional, you'd be getting paid. Wait, are you getting paid behind my back? I'm, I'm, I'm actually losing money on this <laughs> You know what? You and me both, buddy. That's the true professional. That is, yes. Look, this is the passion project. Trust me when I say that mm. we, we pay for like, you know, like a lot of games, mm-hmm. a lot of weird peripherals, yeah. a lot of stupid old things like the Vetrex uh-huh. and like hosting services and a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do we get back? Jack fucking crap. Because none of you people are even giving us reviews, let alone freaking... <laughs> This is, at the very last episode, you're just going to go off and our audience goes, we're going to be more popular for all of you fuckers. I it's, all, it's all your fault. <laughs> Can you imagine how like crazy I would, I would sound? Yeah, I, I'm doing that. Um, I'll definitely do that. You probably will. Yeah, I'm not, it's not even a joke. I'm just going to actually berate you all. Because um, you deserve it. Yeah. No, no. We if, the, the, Like, Rob and I hate each other. Like, we, we just do this yeah. because we do it for the fans. But we have no fans. So, yeah. basically, anyone who listens to our show, we hate you. Well, Even like, more than each other. And that's a lot. That's one of the many things we have in common with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> a, we hate each other's guts. B, we're really old and we shouldn't be doing this anymore. <laughs> 
and see... Our best material came out in 1967. Also, I wear really tight jeans like Mick Jagger does. So, that's actually not so much of a lie. You, you remember that thigh gap thing that was happening a couple of years ago? Rob can do that and it's really boy, disconcerting. Boy, howdy, i got the best thigh gap. <laughs> like, really disconcerting. <laughs> I'm a sexy lady, AC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, I'm not going to deny that you're a sexy lady, but... Disconcerting, nonetheless. It is disconcerting. So, yeah, I, I have been... So, bo- what is Banner Saga about? Okay, Banner Saga is... I'm waiting for you to groan and roll your it's eyes. It's a loser game. It's a Robbie loser game. <laughs> this is what I said before when we were doing pre- pre-show stuff. I said, this sounds like a loser game. And you went, a Rob game? And I went, yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. That's what you mean when you say loser game. It's something that I like. <laughs> uh, it is a... It's a weird combination of like a strategy game... And like a tactical RPG, basically. Um, that, is, that sounds like the worst thing on the planet to yeah, me. Yeah, it sounds really up your alley, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, up my back passage more than anything else. <laughs> the one particular alley. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the way this game works is, I mean, mechanically, you're, you've got a group of people, like a large group of refugees, essentially. You're moving across a fantasy w- world. Um, and you're trying to keep your your group of refugees and like warriors and, and, and stuff alive. And so you're kind of living off the land. So is this a living- top-down perspective or is it like uh, a so isomorphic the, sort of thing? So it's two, there's two modes to the game. Mm-hmm. So the strategy mode is basically a... Hmm, it's really hard to describe this. So the whole game is, is done in like an 80s animation style, like a Western animation style that looks like it was made in the, in the 80s. So like which He-Man? Is, B- better than that kind of more like I'm trying to think like, I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking like hero quest imagine figures like, come to life or something if you can recall any movie made in the west that's animation that isn't Disney it looks a bit like that uh, like it's that kind yeah. of oh yeah, yeah it's I not can. it's like not anime mm. but it's like serious it's like you know cartoons for grown ups kind of thing yeah, you know yeah. um, um, and, and the the aesthetic is very like Scandinavian kind of like Viking Norse mythology everyone has sort of you know everyone's wearing like little tunics and they have axes and stuff like that you know um anyway so the way this game looks in the in in the strategy mode is you can see your caravan which is just a little like cartoon almost Mm -hmm. with a lot of people stretching stretching across the the screen and 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 they just move through so from from right to left across yeah this landscape um and uh you know, you can actually hear the wheels of the carts like turning and like the, the tramping of marching feet and like the banners like flapping in the breeze. Um, as you move, you you come up, you encounter like little sort of, it's so hard to describe this, little pop-ups, like, like a text will appear and it'll say, some of your people are going and looking for food. Do you want to let them do it? And it's like, it, that's a really bad description. It's a very well-written game, very, very sort of immersive. But you get these pop-ups and you have to choose like from a bunch of different options, you know, like let them go or tell them no or like some sort of middle ground or something. Yeah. And depending on what you choose, like different things can happen. And it's often the case that every option is bad and will lead to something bad happening. And it's that, that, that kind of, it's like a survival game almost, like survival strategy. In yeah, a I'm, way. I'm looking at some screenshots now. And yeah. I feel like you've talked about this game before. I have. I talked about Banner Saga 1 uh, maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. I, and I yeah. was really, really, really into it. I remember that because I'm looking at this now mm. and I, I do understand 
Kind of what you mean about the animation style. Yeah, it it's, looks like a movie. It's like you're watching an animated movie the yeah, whole time you're playing it. It's kind of like there's a bit of almost Asterix and Obelix sort of yeah. kind of tunic clothing. Everyone's and, wearing tunics. Yeah. Everyone has beards. All the dudes do anyway. Yeah. And yeah, people have axes. And like, it's very Scandinavian, you know? It is very Scandinavian, um, yeah. And it's it's very deliberately going for that that look. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you, when, you, when you actually get into a fight, though, it turns into this tactical RPG where you have like... It's grid based. Yeah, it's a grid, yeah. and you have like seven or eight. So kind of a characters. like an off, not you know not overhead, but like kind of like have you seen XCOM? Have you seen that? It's that yeah, kind of isomorphic thing. view of kind yeah. of you know just slightly off to the two point five D sort of thing, and you can move them around a chessboard. Yeah. It's almost like a board thing. game. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So, did you get fire in this game? How many hours did you play it? Well, for? I only realised I had it earlier this week, so I've been playing it for about <laughs> four or five hours. You know. Yeah. Um, up until then, I was replaying... Um, Battle uh, Saga 1? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about last week? Oh, um, I was talking about a game last week. Oh, that upsets me. Oh, now, see, I knew... I had it in my brain. I'm going to look it up because it's upsetting me. Um, but anyway, I'll keep talking while I look it up. Um, so how far how far have you gotten into it? Oh, look, it's... Because it's, it's, does it's, it actually carry on from the first Battle yeah, Saga? Yeah, it does. That's, that's the really cool thing. So... So the game... Do you import your save You import your save, yeah. It's like Mass Effect or something where the shit you've done in the first game... It still matters. Still matters, including choices you've made, characters that you got or didn't get, or characters that died, it all carries over. So I was really pleased to see that some of the characters that I I picked up on the way that I know are optional characters that you don't necessarily get every time you play through the game it was still with me no it's kind of great that's cool um the game is kingdom that's the one i was talking about last oh time. yes yes i played yeah. a bit of that but but then i realized you know i had this other i game. knew it was a really simple name yeah. and that's why i wasn't coming to me it's like i was thinking of the most generic like medieval things as like mm. a castle <laughs> <Yeah>. knight <laughs> um horseplay yeah, yeah incest i don't know yeah, they're all great <laughs> all great names um Yes, I'm enjoying that. I'll probably report back next week, but it's it's more of that, and I really really like it. That's so good. Is it is, is it so graphically good. updated, or is it just basically a continuation of the, it, the original? It, it one? looks like the same one. I wonder. Maybe the fight the fights might look a little nicer, perhaps. Yeah. What um, year did it come out? So, Banner Saga Two came out a couple of years ago. I want to say 2016. Okay. So um, fairly recent. Yeah. And then Banner Saga One was like a couple of years before that. It was a Kickstarter game. Um, yeah, it's just a really gorgeous, immersive experience, and it, it's a very self-serious game. You know, like not a lot of like levity. It's it's you know the world is ending with like myth- mythological creatures destroying and ruining everything, and everyone's everyone's a refugee. The whole world is just effed. Yeah, um, uh, and it has this really somber, like serious, depressing tone where you're just you're just struggling to to, to just barely hold your group together. You know. Um, and yeah, like a management sim almost in a way, but like, like medieval, like you know, refugee management or something is very strange. I always wanted uh, to like, because whenever I think of mm, management sims, mm. I always think of soccer teams for some reason. There's because, a soccer manager game. Yeah. yeah. Football, actually, football manager. Sorry. There's, football there's manager. quite a few of those yeah. and to very different degrees, because I think like soccer is such a boring game that the, the meta kind of occurs out of that particular sport if you can mm. call it that yeah if you can call falling on the ground pretending to be injured a sport 
I suppose. I used to play rugby, so yeah, seriously. I, I like watching <laughs> people actually get injured. <laughs> yeah, that, that rugby's the game for you then. Yeah, watch yep. rugby. People get really fucked up. In brain injuries and all kinds of good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. brain in, 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 in injury. I didn't receive one of those at all no, no. when I used to play rugby. You know, if you did receive a brain injury, though, if you did, yeah, it would explain a lot. It, well, I mean, I, I mean, it might knock a few IQ points off and cause me to stutter, but I've never seen any any proof of that whatsoever. Yeah, whatsoever, never, kever, never, never, kever, never. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to have to turn the mic off. This. <laughs> anyway, mm. um, so that's that. That's the game. What um, I want, what I was going to say there, I mm. was actually leading to a point before oh, my brain damage kicked in. Sure, you can actually delete that if you want. No, no, I won't. <laughs> Damn it! But I kind of want to see a soccer manager sim, like mm. a soccer team, put into that environment, <laughs> like put into this medieval environment, like medieval soccer manager, like I'm they just... get transported back in time, and it's just like this: your job as a soccer manager to start like. Attacking all these people, like you've got eleven men, or how many are on a, you know, eleven yeah. actors, mm-hmm. or players, or whatever they call them in soccer. Yeah, and they're against like this this barbarian horde or something. You've got to manage your soccer team. I was just thinking, so, so they can actually win a battle. Look, it's funny you mentioned because, like, in some ways, like a game where you're a Brazilian soccer team that crashes in the wilderness <laughs> and then has to survive and like go on a really big trek. Yep. Is would would be pretty close to what this game really is kind of like. You know? God, you could just um, you could you could mod this game so easily, and yeah. it would, I'm guessing it would be so much better. <laughs> I mean, it probably wouldn't be. It'd be better for me as a novelty. <laughs> for you, it would be better. <laughs> yeah. So there's that's the game I've I've been playing. Um, yeah. What about you, AC? You've been doing gaming. Uh, you know what? I've been doing a bit of gaming, a bit of life stuff, a bit of everything in the last couple of weeks. Actually, uh, I'll. I'll cover off my gaming stuff first because i actually sometimes before we go on air so to mm. speak i kind of do a bit of pre-show stuff and i walk around my games room because sometimes i go i didn't play anything and then i walk around and go oh actually i did i played a whole heap of stuff it's just not the stuff that i thought i played yeah yeah and i go around and kind of take notes and go oh yeah i was actually fiddling around with this thing the other day oh i was playing a game boy game and you know usually i it turns out i have played a lot just because just I just walk into my games room and stuff happens. Yeah, you know? magic happens. Yeah, magic if you want to call it that. <laughs> um, but one thing I kind of have been doing recently has been trying to repair... I don't even know why I do this, actually, Robbie. My 32X, um, <laughs> which is the Sega 32X peripheral that mm. slots into a Mega Drive. So basically, I took apart my 32X mm. and it was lying there in pieces. Mm. And there was part of me going, hey, you don't, you don't have to put this back together. You could, like, mail it to different people all over the world and tell them to destroy it. That might be a better use of your time. Uh, but I did manage to put it back together. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> and I got it fully working again. Uh, the CDX has some weird wiring in there, which sometimes needs a little bit of a push. Okay. And um, a friend of mine, Jack, told me how to do that correctly. So I fixed my 32X and slotted it right into my CDX, nice. which is the um, the the uh, Walkman CD style. It's yes. not portable, but it kind of is portable. It does look like a Discman, doesn't it? It does look like a Discman. Yeah. Like a, a Sony CD Discman Man. Walkman, but it is portable because you can shove batteries in there. I wouldn't bloody well recommend it. I'll tell you that for free because <laughs> it's massive and heavy. Yeah. And it's basically... And I've told this story before. It's a condensed version of the 
Mega Drive and the uh, Mega CD yeah. all squished into one fairly tiny unit. Mm-hmm. So I made the, the 32X work in that. And according to the instructions, you shouldn't do this for whatever stupid reason. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. But now I've got a Mega Everdrive, uh, Mega Everdrive mm-hmm. which is like a, a flash memory cart, which you can put pretty much all the games, including 32X. And I have a whole heap of... Uh, uh, in, international CD BIOS in there, so I can change the BIOS right to read different uh, different regions, so okay. I can play Jap- my Japanese games. I've got Night Trap in Japanese. Oh, God, we should do that, or we shouldn't. I don't know which Maybe. Night Trap in Japanese would be terrible and funny at the same time. Oh man, and is it just dubbed over? Like I don't know because I haven't been able to get it to work until recently. It'd have to be. It'd have. It'd just be the Night Trap but dubbed, right? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, actually, we kind of got to try this now. We have to bring, unfortunately, have to rope your wife in. Yeah, yeah, we probably Maybe should. not. Maybe we should just do it ourselves. Just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> we can figure anyway, it out. Anyway, we'll, that's a production meeting we can have off air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Uh, but yeah, Night Trap, my Night Trap Japanese version coming soon. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, that's a lock. That's a solid gold lock. We got Night Trap. I, pro- I think at one stage I promised we'd never do that game mm. because I know enough about it and I've played it before originally back in the 90s. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not fun. It's not... I mean, it's not the worst game, mm. but it was... I think Night Trap, like, all the video sequences you see, mm. which came out in, like, 1993 or 94, mm. were actually filmed in, like, 1989. Yeah, yeah. Like they were filmed... You know, they were dated already. a few years before it actually came out. Mm. There's an interesting documentary out there about Night Trap, which is more interesting than the game itself. Yeah, no like doubt. It, as a kind of a new form of interactive media. Anyway, uh, I got it working, and so I played a couple of Mega Drive games. I played Urusei Yatsara, Dear My Friends, okay. which is the uh, the Mega Drive LUM game. Okay. Are there a lot of LUM games out there? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I've got most of them, but not all of them. There are a few. There's a Game Boy one, a Famicom one, a... Um, a PC Engine one, a Mega CD one, mm-hmm. and an MSX one would mm-hmm. be the main ones. I think there might be one an earlier one, hmm. a party game for the for eighty eight or ninety eight oh one. Well, okay, we're really going back there, and I think that that particular game would be very com- incredibly rare to find a working copy of now. I'd imagine. Mm. Okay, I was curious. Yeah, no, there's 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 enough. Let me put it. Yeah that way there's enough and none of them are particularly good there's a ds game as well actually i oh, did wow. mention that one that seems like pre- recent yeah. it is yeah. the problem with the ds game is that you are ataru mm. which is a good thing and it's summer it's called endless summer mm-hmm. and you're trying to get a date as you do as ataru but ataru and lum do not know each other oh. so you can woo lum which is kind of Dumb, like it kind of goes against the that's spirit the, of what Urusei Yatsara like is all about. That's just not canonical. No, no, yeah. they know each other, and mm. the whole thing is that he's trying to get away from Lum to date other women. Mm. You know, he, I mean, he could woo, he could woo Lum very easily, mm. and I, I get the feeling that they could have done that in the game. Yeah. as like an, a really easy win like oh Lum I love you oh Ataru I love you too and game then just ended the game right there yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. oh I shouldn't have played it that way I'm gonna try and woo another girl so you ah. have a better you're a better game designer than the person that came up with this <laughs> I think so yeah I honestly kind of do think so anyway okay. um, so I was and that is basically a point and click adventure game on the Mega CD and it's just fun the graphics aren't bad okay they're not fantastic but they're certainly playable it was a bit of fun 
and it has some good music and everything like that. Cool. Um, I also played some PSP uh, Sund Impact, which is the Evangelion rhythm game. I actually understand how to do that a bit better now. Right. The first time I was doing it, I just failed because it was a new type of way of doing the rhythm game. But after you get the hang of it, right, it, it gets a bit easier. Okay. Yeah, so it's, I'm getting better at that, but I'm not confident enough to talk about it at any great length or do a video on it or anything like that just mm. yet. Okay. The one thing that kind of uh, has been hanging at the back of my mind for a few years is um, Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Okay. Because that famously has been a lot of people's first real JRPG. And I've played a few JRPGs and failed horribly at them, <laughs> all of them, before. But this one seems very accessible to me yeah and yeah i think so and to the point where um my counterpart in america cody goff mm. sent me on steam mm. final fantasy 7 right and at one stage i must have got a copy of final fantasy 7 for the actual um the ps1, PS1 you know. yeah yeah so now i'm in this weird place where it's like Maybe I should actually start playing this with Maria because Maria loves that game as well, and I think she would. You You'd know, need a wingman for this one. I really, really would. Yeah, because I mean, it does. There's a lot of systems. Yeah, like it, it is approachable in some ways. Yeah, but it is a, you know, it's a it's a JRPG ass mm. JRPG. Like there's the material system is can get a bit intense, and some of the like there's a lot of secrets and weird crap. Yeah, um, but, and I think yeah. doing it with. With uh, with Maria would probably fast track the process, and but now I'm like in this weird place. Was like, should I do it on the original PS One, or should I actually get the mm. the game that was gifted to me lovingly from Cody, like it's on the on say. the PC, because it would probably be look nicer and be a bit faster. It's hard to say because like it's not an upres. I mean, I'm assuming it's just a port of of it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, not a remake or remaster, but I'm sure it would be a bit faster. Those characters, it's like a really early PS1 game. Yeah. And like, they're very blocky characters. Yeah, which I don't mind. And that's kind of charming in a way. Yeah. But having the fuzzy CRT to kind of mask, you know, that a bit might might look better in some weird way than, than just really yeah. crisp polygons so you can see just how weird they all really look. Um, I guess that's the other thing as well. Like, mm. I... A lot of my PC gaming is a pretty solitary experience. Yeah, like, yeah. I just kind of play PC games on the PC by myself. Mm. Uh, and consoles always seem a little bit more accessible for two players, I suppose. For some reason, in, yeah. It's the couch. It's being it is the to, couch. Yeah. And, you know, and my setup is... Uh, I think my PS1 is in the bedroom at the moment. Mm. Uh, and I've got, like, a little Batman CRT TV in there, which is kind of funky, <laughs> which I can... I, I used to play a lot when I was, you know, like, quite sick. Yeah. A couple of years ago. Uh, so I'll make a, a start with that with Maria at some point. That's awesome. I'm really excited because I, I'm curious to see how you'll go. The reason why Final Fantasy VII came up, it reared its head again, is because when I was, I was listening to a, a Retronauts podcast about it, mm. and I kind of have heard through, you know, I know a lot about what happens in Final Fantasy VII, including who dies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like this. It's osmosis. It's kind it's of kind like of, culturally significant. It is very yeah, much so. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to this and I was going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, at the same time, I was getting really frustrated because I was trying to put together mm. this um, display case. Mm. For my Urusei Atsara collection, my Lum collection, uh, outgrew itself. And I really needed, like, rather than the two shelves, which were crammed full of stuff, I got, mm. like, a display case and a cork board to put all of the, the um, uh, like, the little straps, the phone straps that you get in Japan and, uh, and 
this a place to put all the figures and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was putting this thing together, and IKEA is the fucking worst because it. Did they, give, not, they didn't give you enough bits or something. Well, like the that? first time I needed to get one of these cabinets, mm. um, they gave me. You need to buy two boxes, mm. and there's a one and a two. Yeah, yeah. And this is before there was an IKEA in Canberra. Mm. This is like uh, back in 2015. I got it home, mm. and the one pack was the same as the two pack. So they'd mispackaged it. And I just went, you motherfuckers. And the person I talked to Mm. on the phone said, look, there's an Ikea in Canberra that's going to be like opening in like a month and a half. Can't you just wait until that's open and then like return it there? And it's like, Mm. I have glass panels all over my fucking living room. Mm. No, it's like, Oh, well, look, I don't think there's much we can do. And it's like, you sold me a faulty product. I don't want to have to drive back to Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Mail, you know, like, like, deliver me the motherfucking original. I'll have to talk to someone. Yeah. And so what I ended up doing is I did this this picture of a person almost clubbing a seal. <laughs> and then I put the IKEA logo <laughs> over it. And I said, IKEA, we love ignoring our customers as much as our... Our customer complains as much as we love clubbing seals. Yeah. And we fucking love clubbing seals. <laughs> and then I put that on the internet and shared it with a whole bunch of people. And then all of a sudden, I got a call back. <laughs> all of a sudden, it was like, yeah, okay, um, I've talked to my manager. And, uh, oh, yeah, we saw your Facebook post. Like, we think that's a bit funny, but could you take it down? And I said, yeah, do you think you could actually mail that to me, like, today? <laughs> and they went, mm-hmm, we'll get it to you this weekend. And then I took the post down. And it was like, oh, we actually can't get it to you this weekend. We'll get it to you, like, by the next Sunday or something <laughs> stupid like that fucked up anyway so i really really hated ikea after that yeah yeah. after dealing with their customer service and they're just their shitty layout so i'm sure i complained about ikea before but i'm i'm just determined to like there's a there's like a magic spell Mm. that like holds everyone to this place Mm. like and you're trying to break the spell i'm trying to break the spell is like the spell is the spell is poverty (laughs) the spell is poverty and not being able to afford nice furniture (laughs) Look, the thing is, you can get the nice stuff mm. from a hardware store like Bunnings. Yeah, yeah. And it's cheaper and it's still like flat pack, you know, chipboard shit. Mm. But it's the same quality as Ikea or often a bit better from the hardware store. And Ikea just might have a shine of paint on it. And, you, you know, oh, you can buy this $20 accessory, this light that goes in the top. And it's like, fucking what? <laughs> if you wanted to buy the light, you needed to buy it in three parts. Mm. Like the the... The, the base, the bulb, and the bit that plugs into the PowerPoint. That was like 30 bucks or something to buy a light. Right. And I, that really pissed me off as well. Anyway, this time, <laughs> uh, Maria... I didn't even want to step foot into Ikea, but Maria was there. Mm. And she said, oh, you wanted a new shelf. And I said, yeah, I'm looking for one on like Gumtree. Mm. And she said, well, I'll buy this one for you. And she came home and, and bought it. So I had a new shelf, mm-hmm. this a new glass cabinet to yeah. make for my room. And I, I, all the parts were there this time. I made sure of that. Mm-hmm. And like I locked myself in the study so yeah. I could take care of it. Was putting it together. One of the metal struts that uh, the shelves rest on, mm. perfectly straight, like a board, mm-hmm. hardly any give. The other one, boing, boing, like really fucking wobbly. Like, okay. and I was like, what the absolute fuck is going on here? Mm. Like I'd done everything right. I know I'd done everything right. So yeah, I took yeah. it apart, measured them. And one of the struts was slightly longer than the other one and the screw wouldn't go all the way in so the Mm. threads were gone and it was too long which made the whole thing unstable so if you open the door it kind of goes so i ended up getting a power drill and drilling the drill bits onto the ends of these like wobbly 
metal things as far as I could fucking go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't want to ruin the thread by cutting, you know, like cutting a section off it and you know making it too unstable or too mm, taut. Yeah. So I ended up putting it together, and the whole thing is like every time you open it, open the door, and the hinges are fucking dodgy on this thing. It kind of goes. <laughs> so I was like, I am telling everyone right now, do not go to IKEA. They are fucking dodgy. Their customer service sucks. Their products fucking suck and their meatballs mm. are made out of cat shit yeah got it on good authority there so, so just another brand that you hate yeah like like you're uh, you've had bad experiences like here and you also had bad experiences with every major airline yeah that's true um, i just i just know how to pick them i suppose yeah, you do it's i really funny. do yeah. but like the ikea thing yeah. is something like i can probably forgive the airlines maybe not virgin mm. But I can probably forgive most of these things, but Ikea has just burnt me like that one too many times. Yeah, and yeah. I can just see this spell that it has over everyone. <laughs> it's like, wow, this stuff looks nice. And I can mm. almost put it together in a day and a half if half the pieces weren't missing. It's like, <laughs> you motherfuckers are stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I'm never st- stepping foot in, inside an Ikea ever again. <laughs> sure. just fucking no I can't way. get, I can't quite get on board the hate train. I'm not as vehemently against Ikea as you I'm, are. I'm not resting um, until I break the spell until ikea is closed down yeah yeah in canberra at Look, the very least I, I wish you i wish you good luck on your on your crusade <laughs> on a on a happier note though mm. like i did get the Urusei yatsaro room set up that's kind of what i'm famous for on twitter now rather than the retro gaming yeah, stuff it's, it's funny that we we're talking about that earlier yeah, yeah. Mm. i'm known as father lum yes i wasn't exactly for the nickname at first but it's kind of grown on me a little it's bit stuck it kind of <laughs> has stuck it's kind of nice actually that they like a whole bunch of independent people would call me that so it's it's like father it's christmas i think it's a nice thing yeah you know it is a nice thing the other thing it's not daddy lum because that's a bit creepy that is creepy (laughs) some people call me papa lum and i don't like the word papa yeah it's just some something's not we don't we don't use the word papa in australia so papa papa yeah (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't sound right yeah no it's weird so Mm. the the final thing i want to talk about today Mm -hmm. is monkey oh yes Yes. So, Monkey mm. uh, is another thing I've been watching with Maria. Mm, pardon me. And Monkey is, or and it's also known as Monkey Magic yeah. in the West. It is a Japanese show which had some truly magnificent dubbing. Yeah. Yes. From the early 1980s. It was made in 1979 mm. uh, by uh, Nihon, Nippon TV. Yeah. In Japan. And it was is super popular in Japan. Like the guy um, mm. who played Monkey, mm. his name is Masaki, um, is still popular in Japan still right famous. now. He's still very famous, yeah. Living um, off the riches. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's quite the acrobat I and mean, he knows quite a lot of magic tricks, it turns mm. out. Okay. So uh, it was super popular in Japan and it was bought over because at the time, um, mm. samurai movies and kung fu movies from Asia were re- super popular. And it yeah. was like a television show like that. Mm. But the dubbing was so, I don't want to say terrible, mm. but so campy. Yes, very campy. And like yeah. they all had accents, which they tried to emulate. Of, and it, it just wouldn't go down well now. No. It would not go down well, but it's, it's, it's got a charm about it. Mm. And the fight scenes are dodgy, but mm. good. And the special effects that they used back then were dodgy, but dodgy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but we've been watching this. 
and it has a cult following in Australia and New Zealand and to a lesser extent in the UK. I think the UK, yeah, they got it as well. But America, this is lost on Americans, this? Yeah, they don't really understand what it is. But it's yeah. basically, uh, Monkey is Journey to the West. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic, well, sort of originally Chinese, but but sort of influential throughout Asia, I think. Definitely, um, yeah. Story. Yeah. Um, basically, it's, uh, and if you've ever seen Dragon Ball, it's, the original Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball is based off Journey to the West as well. Yeah. Like, they're, they're all traveling to find these mystical things. Mm. And, uh, they, like, Son Goku, uh, or Monkey, is king of the monkeys. Mm. Basically, he's basically a god in Monkey. Yeah. Uh, who pisses off Buddha and gets chucked out of heaven. Yeah, yeah. That's a great, it's a great story there. Yeah. He's, he's very arrogant, um, and, and he, and he's full of hubris, I see. Yeah. And then he gets, he gets punished, um, he thinks bad. he's better than Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> and so what he does, the way the story starts off, mm. he's born in an egg on a mountaintop and the, the egg becomes magically fertile and then this monkey god bursts out mm-hmm. and he's, yeah, he doesn't take anything seriously. Mm. So he goes to heaven kind of like as the janitor mm-hmm. uh, and he eats all of the fruit from the immortality tree, like mm. all of it. And mm. then, like, learns a whole bunch of magic tricks. Yeah. And then just pisses off everyone in heaven. Yeah. And then he goes, I'm better than Buddha. I'm going to fly to the ends of the universe. Mm-hmm. And he flies on his magic cloud all the way mm. and finds a whole bunch of pillars there mm. and writes his name and then pisses on them mm-hmm. and then goes all the way back. And it takes thousands of years just traveling on a cloud. Yeah. And then he goes to Buddha, ha, I've been even further than you. I've traveled to the ends of the universe and mm. I took a piss on, like, on the last five pillars. Mm. And of course, those five pillars are Buddha's hands. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, there's a wet spot and like <laughs> monkey's name on there. Written on it. Yeah. yeah. It's very funny. And then yeah. he gets trapped under a mountain for several thousand years and he's rescued by a kindly priest. Yeah. Uh, and the, the music to this is truly magnificent. Yes. It's a very catchy tune. Yes, the, uh, the theme song for Monkey is, it's really, it's just very iconic and sort of formative for mm. our generation. It really, really is. Um, that's a great show. I'm glad you're watching that again. I'd like, I'd almost want to sort of, you know, yeah, have a look-see myself. I assume some of it's on YouTube and things like that. Uh, not as much as you'd think. One of the, like, I was thinking, is it on or around anywhere? And I ended up having to buy the DVDs and I can wow. lend some to you as well okay. as, yeah. as we go through. I might actually take you up on that. The trick is to watch it slowly because yeah. like we watch one or two episodes a night and mm. not every night, mind yeah. you, but they go for like 40 or 45 minutes each. They're not short. They're not short at all. Mm. They're kind of made for like a television hour in Japan. Yeah, yeah. They're like 52 of these things, I think. That's a lot. It's yeah. you know, enough for syndication pretty much, but wow. well, close to it. But yeah, this thing is... Um, and. The interesting thing is it's so far removed from Western culture yeah. that I have like kind of the narrator does kind of a few readings of Buddha. Yes. As he, uh, you know, narrates things and says, ah, oh, the wisdom of Buddha is something, you know, and narrates it with like an Asian accent. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, everyone in Monkey, bar the priest, Tripitaka, yeah. so um, Pigsy and Sandy and Monkey, yeah. they're all jerks. Yeah, they're assholes. Like, they're yeah. all assholes. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like everyone they meet is assholes, and all the monsters they meet are assholes. Isn't, they're all assholes to each other. Isn't the story basically that because Pigsy and Sandy are basically demons that he beats up? They were all chucked out. Like, Pigsy yeah. was a pig who got chucked out of heaven yeah, as well. Yeah. And um, uh, Sandy is a. Is he a river monster or he's something? A, he's, he's a water a dragon monster. Or something? No, he's a. Yeah, yeah. I can't so, remember. In the original, yeah. he's mm. a kappa. Mm. So, which is yeah. a 
like Japanese a, mytho- uh, mythological um, yokai, like a monster. Yeah, like a lizard man type thing. Kind of, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a... I can't really describe... Like, they've got like a dish of water on their head, like a, that they kind of need to keep hydrated sort of thing. Mm. Uh, Kappa is... A pretty interesting and very often occurring, especially in anime sort of monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and look, yeah, they're all jerks. They're all jerks in different ways. Like, <laughs> and Monkey just loves fighting, and the mm. the priest is always trying to stop Monkey because he wants to fight. He, he, he loves fighting. He yeah. just loves fighting. He's very good at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I might kind of update you on that. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of character development because, like, they all learn a lesson at the end, and then the next week it's like back to Monkey being a dick and wanting to fight, and um, and Sandy kind of hanging at the back, and going, "Oh, this is boring. You guys suck." And Pigsy, well, Pigsy is just basically uh, one horny bloke. Yeah, he's just he really likes the ladies. He really likes the ladies. He's he's very easily swayed by temptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a man of pleasures. He is. A pig of pleasures, as the case a may be. A pig of pleasures, and with that, we go on to the quiz. All right. I have a quiz for you, AC, my friend. Mm-hmm. It's... Oh, wait. I'm in the wrong show notes. I have a quiz for you that is not the one I was looking at, because <laughs> that's last week's show. This quiz that I have prepared for you is one we've done before. I like it. The fans like it. What's not to like? It's heavy metal band or role-playing game. This week, uh, I put a little spin on it. AC for you, um, because you know I'm I'm, I'm famous for my likings yeah. of role playing. What games. do you like more than role playing games? Strategy uh, role playing games. How about pen and paper role playing games? Oh no, you didn't. So this is ten questions. Oh, you didn't. Heavy metal band. Oh, you bastard. Or pen and paper RPG. You prick. You yep. absolute prick. Yep. So. I'm sure you're familiar with all of these properties, AC. Oh. And indeed, these wonderful metal bands. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> sure. Each more beautiful than the last. Um, this is, this is, not only have you taken away my knowledge of, like, maybe slight video games, you've taken it out of the realm of video games altogether. We're purely in guessing territory now. This purely, is just yeah. guessing. Basically. More or less. In fact, almost certainly it's all guessing. All right. Ken questions. Tell me whether this is a... Heavy metal band or yep. a video game. Not a video game. A pen and paper role-playing game. Uh, I forgot my own quiz. Question number one. At least one of us did. Question- I wish I did. <laughs> Question one. Hellhammer. Oh, that's got to be an RPG. Like pen and paper, RPG, hammer up your ass all the way. <laughs> that's an 80s Swedish metal band. <laughs> oh, come on. They're all going to be 80s Swedish metal. <laughs> There's a lot of metal bands in... In, in, um, in Sweden in the 1980s. The Nordic countries yeah. uh what do they call that area what's it called um scandinavia scandinavia thank you question number two ac yep killer dwarfs pen and paper rpg killer dwarfs pen and paper rpg are you just gonna guess pen and paper because that's no fun that's what steve <laughs> did to my phone and phony game quiz and it was no fun that's why anyone. i respect steve <laughs> uh am i right it is in fact a canadian metal oh. band from the 80s and they're still going you can still hear killer dwarfs at your local, I don't know, youth centre. <laughs> dwarf youth, massacre. What, that's do, what, I what do youths love? Killer dwarfs. Uh, okay, question three. You're hip with the dwarves and the youths. Yeah. Question three. Ars magica, which is like Latin. Arts magica. Okay, pen and paper RPG. Correct. That's a fantasy RPG from 1987. I think I may have uh, even heard of that one before. I yeah. want to say just because of the name. It's set in a like realistic 
medieval Europe, except that magic is real, basically. So basically every other RPG that's ever existed. Well, ever. no, because it's like you're Italy and Germany and like it's like, you know, you're not living in like, I don't know. Okay, so basically it's like Hobbiton, real... Right? <laughs> Hobbiton. Basically it's like the real thing, except you're smoking a whole bunch of hash at the time. <laughs> it's just the Middle Ages, except you're on drugs. <laughs> like, I'm doing magic. Ooh, and then they just throw you in the dungeon and chop your legs off. Question number four, I see. Happens to be regular. <laughs> This police brutality around here is just... <laughs> it's a problem. Question number four. Necromandus. Necromandus. That's got to be pen and paper RPG. That's just got it all, all the way up the dingus and the dungus and the chungus. <laughs> that is a good word. Good use of words that end in us. Um, that is a UK metal group. Oh, come on. From the early 70s. The early 70s. And I'm going to tell you, you, they are no longer active. You cannot hear Necromandus, unlike unlike the Killer Dwarfs. There's, there's nothing on YouTube? They're definitely retired. Oh, look, you might be able to look up their music or get an LP or something like that if, you, if you're that keen. If you're a big Necromandus fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like that's, that's the only thing that can wake me up in the morning. Forget <laughs> coffee. It's just like Necromandus all the way. <laughs> That is ass at the end. No, right? not, no, no. Okay, no, all right. No. I misinterpreted that. I thought you meant an ass joke out of ass magica. For some reason, you didn't do that. <laughs> like, it's too easy. That's basically what it said. That's basically part of the name. Serving it up on a platter for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's too easy. Yeah, My ass l- doesn't like platters. You don't like a low hanging fruit. You like sophisticated humor. <laughs> Question five. Okay, let's see if I can make ass humor out of this. <laughs> Question number five. Yep. Violence. <laughs> oh come on. Uh, or violence. Um, a Steve Gutenberg heavy metal band? No, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say pen and paper RPG. Pen yeah. and paper all the way. You know this what? Is definitely was definitely one of them. Yeah, this is a fun answer. I see because actually it's both. There wasn't that, that was never part of the deal. All right? all right. Well, now it is part of the deal. I'm gonna give you a point for that. From now on, both is a possible answer. Okay. All right. I'm, all I'm right. taking that point. Uh, yes, it is both a mid '80s thrash metal band from San Francisco. They don't count. And a satirical late 90s RPG. Thrash metal doesn't count. Mm. It does. It does. <laughs> look, any kind of metal is in this quiz. You know? Any kind of metal. From your fantasy metal to your... Um, I don't know. I don't know other genres of metal. Plastic metal. That's probably a that's probably. Oh, a God. We could probably create that. If it's not already one. Yeah. I mean, plastic. Just, like, get a whole bunch of Tupperware out there and just scream into it. <laughs> They close the lid and it's hermetically sealed. <laughs> just like, ah, 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 and then just beat things and then go, we are the hottest new sound in metal. Mm-hmm. The fact that we don't use any metal at all is somewhat ironic. That's our gimmick. Uh, yep. So I guess what gets the fans. Can I have a million dollars, please? <laughs> You're asking me? <laughs> oh, it's just like a hypothetical like uh, uh, record, record, record company. Record, record deal, yes. Yeah, sure. I'm sure they'll... I'm they'll, sure they'll, they'll pony that up. Yeah, for sure. They'll give you a big advance on your album. For our our band, of which Top name, the name of which we'll never mention again. <laughs> question number six. Top of metal. Okay, yep. Uh, question six. The Call of Cthulhu. Pen and paper RPG. Correct. That's a horror RPG from the early 80s. That just sounds too obvious for a metal band almost. Mm. Like, not clever enough. Yeah, yeah. But pen and paper RPG, those guys suck. Like, I've got a dungeon. I've got a dragon. Oh, I've got a good idea. Let's call it. This fucking sucks. Look. What a great, what a great like biting attack on. What I liked about that is that you really like, you did your research before you went and like criticized this thing. God. 
I can't wait for the death threats to start rolling in again. Look, if anyone cared about Call of Cthulhu anymore, someone does, I'm sure. They'll write in. Look, apparently it was a very... I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was popular. Pop- like, the, the, I mean, you know, like yeah. pen and paper RPGs after Dungeons and Dragons came out. You know, yeah. they, they were probably pretty prolific, especially around the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, like after D&D came out, everyone everyone and their dog I, had an I've RPG. I've got a good idea. It's got just got a slightly better system and just even better monsters. Name any, like, franchise. Like, oh, Doctor Who RPG. You know, like, there, there definitely is, like, three of those. No, I'm know? sure. I'm sure there's even there's an probably S, way like more. a Stargate RPG. Oh, or there's something. definitely a Stargate God. RPG. Yeah. And it's probably... Pen and paper Stargate must be the most boring thing on, like, this planet or any <laughs> other planet. I'm going to look it up and find out for you. Maybe buy it for you. Question number oh, seven. Question number seven. Yeah. Angel Witch. Angel. Pen and paper RPG. Angel that's Witch. Like Angel Witch. Yeah, that's got to be early 80s. Pen and paper RPG. The angel, ironically this time, mm. is the player. And the witch is the dungeon master. Ah. ah switch it around. The old Switcher Angel Witchy Roo. That's very clever of you, Ace. Yeah, am I right? Uh, that's a UK metal band from the Damn 70s. It. And they're still active, just like they're on tour with the Killer Dwarfs. <laughs> I love the fact that some of these bands are still going. All right, question number nine, Ace. Oh, so question eight. God, let's not skip ahead. Oh, no, please. Please do. <laughs> I don't want to spare you any of this gold. Question eight Virgin Steel. Virgin Steel. That's a good pregnant pause we had there as well. Which I yeah, I. you know what? That could go either way. That actually seems like a kind of almost clever name for a heavy metal band. Because, mm-hmm. you know what? It's probably a Christian rock heavy metal band. Like a Christian <laughs> heavy metal band. Because like Virgin, Virgin Mary and Steel, it's like metal. Right. So I'm actually going to say pen and paper RPG because you're trying to trick me here and I'm two steps ahead of you, you motherfucker. That is a US metal band from the late 70s. Ah! Still active. Oh no. Am I right about the Christian? Was I right about that at any of Can that? Can you imagine that these guys all must be in their 60s and stuff as well? We're Virgin Steel! <laughs> Well, Virgin Steel, I have you know. And Michael Caine is actually here. He's actually, he's a front man for our band, I'll have you know. Right, he's got no teeth left, but it's all good, right? Because we've got these big metal things and we're going to fucking hit them, okay? Oh, sorry, there's a bit of a language warning here at the start as well. Well, and all the kids at the youth centre just cheer. <laughs> Yay! That was, was my Michael Caine impression. It's Virgin Steel with Michael, featuring Michael Caine. <laughs> he's not doing F-E-A-T dot Michael Caine. Except, um, except over here, mate, I call myself M. Caney. You know what I'm saying? Geez. That's a Caney part that really sells it, you know? M. Caney. M. Hyphen Caney. Of well, course. Of course, you've got to use a fucking hyphen, mate. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. The more I do this, the more it sucks. I think I think my heart, my impression was noticeable at the start of that, yeah. and then it just kind of Look, went downhill. There were moments quickly. where I was like, that's pretty good, and then, you know. <laughs> it just kept going down, yeah. It oscillates. It does. Question number nine. Mm-hmm. I've pretty much lost this. Death Watch. One word. Death Watch. Oh, one word. If yeah. it was two words, heavy metal band, one watch, pen and paper RPG. Uh, this is both, so you get half a point. <sighs> uh, it is both, and I love this, a sludge slash doom metal band. <laughs> and I like that slash was in there for some... I had this... It's both... It's, it's not just a sludge metal band. It's also like... It's a doom metal band too, but just we can't sludge really. Sludge is just like they need mud on the stage to like kind of like sloppily wade in or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it refers to the sound of the of the guitars, like they're kind of sludgy. I don't know. 
Beats me. Out anyway, of tune. That's what I would call that. So out of tune guitars. It's out both a, a sludge slash doom metal band from the UK mm-hmm. and an RPG from 2010 based on everyone's favorite property, Warhammer 40,000. Oh, Oh, yeah. Question number 10, AC. Warhammer 40,000, definitely a heavy yeah. metal band. And it's really funny because it's a really weirdly limiting RPG where they're like, you're only Space Marines, that's all you can be. You can't be anything else. And you're like, well, what if I want to be an orc? No, you can't be an orc. You're a Space Marine, fucker. I mean... It's an RPG where you just can't use your imagination. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I, I know a few people who would... Like, that's... That's some probably. people's version of hell. Yeah. If I needed to like really torture you, I'd lock you in a room with just that book and like one person to play with who's like really into it. Yeah, like people who are really into RPGs are probably worse than people who are just making a mockery of the whole thing. <laughs> I want he to- really wants you to play and he really wants you to DM as and well. And he really wants you to take it fucking seriously. Yeah. And also like make you have to speak in character at all times. Yeah. And that kind of shit. Yeah. And you've got to wear shoulder pads, like really big, bulky <laughs> shoulder pads. That part I'm down for. <laughs> Because I've got my apocalypse, like post-apocalypse Mad Max spiky shoulder pads ready to go. Oh, when, every Australian does. For when that's the bomb like, drops. You know how some people go down to the shops in a tracksuit? Yeah. That's how we go down to the shops. Yeah. Oh man, I don't really feel like putting anything good on. I'm just going to throw on my shoulder pads with spikes. Yeah. I put on my spiky shoulder pads and I hop in my dune buggy. <laughs> and there's a skinhead on the top of it who's just waving an axe and just going like that. And we just drive to the... I drive to the shops at a breakneck speed. Oh, Run, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no roads in Australia, no, so no, you can no. just kind of, like, go over things and yeah. people and dogs and houses and cats and stuff. You know, it's pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, Not the dogs. Please don't run over a dog. Cats, fine. Whatever. <laughs> As I drive through Canberra, a.k.a. the wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> Question number 10, AC. Question number 10. Oh, yeah. I've lost this. Red Dragon. Uh, okay. That's, a, uh, that's like, uh, one of the prequels to... Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. Th- okay. So, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have actually answered pen and paper RPG to all of these so far. Damn I've just you. tried to make it sound like I had different you opinions. Ruined- I'm not going to stop doing these quizzes, I think. <laughs> if this is the treatment I get. I put in a good 20 minutes work on this quiz. But I still made it entertaining and you didn't notice until the last question. Yeah, but now I'm, now I'm just bitterly offended by you. Yeah, but you got to admit, I did a pretty good job of like, not telegraphing that and you didn't notice you did trick me good I did trick you pretty good there you're a trickster Uh, and I can't really break that streak now but I am genuinely confident like genuinely confident Mm. that um, Blue Dragon is Red Dragon is definitely a pen and paper RPG and it's based off that film (laughs) so cannibalism (laughs) you get half a point because it is a a pen and paper RPG uh huh made in Japan believe it or not um, it's also an 80s metal band from the Netherlands. Yeah. Red Dragon. There you go. This is, like, I mean, there's only so many colours that dragons come in. Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, um, all right, so the the end of that was four to uh-huh. me, six to you. So you won that one. Congratulations, Hooray. Robbie. I'm the best at you guessing the same answer to every question. <laughs> I'm the best at that. I, this, there was just something. I was not going to mention it until after the quiz. Mm. But there was just something just about that in the last question where I mentioned that and this look of like just absolute like, oh, God. like there was so many emotions mixed into your face <laughs> then. It's like annoyance and like incredulous 
like unbelievability is like oh my god i he totally told me he was gonna do that and then he did it and i didn't notice yes yes he told yeah i i, I said don't do that thing that steve did and he did it <laughs> Well, look, you know what? But this thing, this I, this is not a particularly cruel quiz. It's not. No, it's like um, I, I probably could have tried a bit harder, but I wanted to be more entertaining than sure. actual. Like, let's try something new and be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, entertaining is kind of what we do. Yeah. when I don't know the answers to actual questions. Yeah, no, that's fine. Look, it's fine. It's fine because I still won. You did win, and that means I'm better than you. So there you go. Yes, you're certainly better at uh, pen and paper RPPs. PP. Oh. I, lo- I love to pee-pee on a paper. Yeah, well, you know, I've got a robot who'd love to meet you. <laughs> we'll talk about it after the show, actually. <laughs> He's got a draw. Ready Ooh. and waiting. Let's turn that dial up to 12. <laughs> if it'll go that far. Oh, it goes further than that. Oh, boy. Uh, well, 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 AC. It seems we've come to the end of a show. But there is a copy that you can read to me. There is as a copy as well as uh, a little network where you are. There is a network. God, you... You just, it's almost like you know what I'm going to say before I say it, AC. There's I keep network. trying to catch you out because I think every time like Rob's not going to be prepared for this. No, he no. doesn't even know what the Gunna Geek Network is. I listen to shows on the Gunna Geek Network, but Rob, yeah. no, he's too good for that. Yeah, yeah. AC actually probably should be reading these out because he might actually have something kind to say about these. <laughs> these great. It's more fun if you read them out, though. These fantastic shows. Like, for example, I'm just going to read it out. Okay. The Dad-IO podcast. Daddy-O. The Daddy-O podcast. It's a joke, it's a joke about I.O. Dad-Daddy-O. Dad, Episode number 33. Wow. Dad Shorts number one. This seems like they're stealing our like, terrible new numbering system. <laughs> Confusing numbering system. It is, it is, to be fair, we are pretty terrible at numbering things. Episode 33, Dad Shorts number one. Ryan's Circuit Bending Drum Machine. This week... Andrew, oh, they steal your name as well. <laughs> the stolen They're ripping concept. everything off. This is, this is outrageous. Uh, this week, Andrew and Ryan take things in a bit of a different direction when they are both hard at work doing renovation projects at their homes. Due to some unforeseen scheduling conflicts, they've not been able to get together to record a proper episode, in air quotes. We haven't recorded one of those since, like, uh, what, 1991? That's right, yeah. On the tape deck. Um... So for the next couple of releases, they'll be releasing some dad shorts, quick stories about things they're working on, or sharing funny family stories. So if you're a dad AC, which I think you are, I have a suspicion. I have I have a deep suspicion that I am a dad. Yeah. Mostly because my child is disabled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, she's kind of hard to ignore. Yeah. <laughs> Try as you might. Um, yes, we're, I'm a dad, you're a dad. We're all dads. Everyone listening to this podcast is a dad. Oh, God. If you don't know that you're a dad, I've got some shocking news for you. You're a dad. You're a, you're a dad. You, you're a dad. You, sh- you should have been more careful. Uh, and with that, AC, why don't you read the copy? I just, I just like the fact that, hey, we've got, oh, the, by the, way, if we've got the paternity test back. You're all dads. All of you. Oh, and by to the which way, child, it doesn't matter. You're all dads. If you're listening to the Daddy O podcast, yep. you can find it at the Gunning Geek Network. Awesome. Gunning awesome Geek Network. Dot com. You can probably also punch that into your uh, iTunes app mm-hmm. or um, you know your st- SoundCloud or wherever the heck. You'll get the podcast to listen to on your um, audio device of choice. Audio device of choice. <laughs> you, uh, you, you just reminded me I need to fix my record player. It's not playing in stereo again. God damn I can't it. get podcasts on my record you know, player. I've, you know what we should do? Mm. 
We can't do this because we have no money. Okay. But whatever our, our last... <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you like... By the way, we can't do this, but let's hear me out. Whatever our last podcast is, yeah. we should just release it on LP. <laughs> like, we should just make, like, a two-sided... Oh. 33. We should do that thing that Wu-Tang did where they released, released an out, like made one version, one copy of an album. And someone has to buy it for like some yeah. ridiculous amount we'll of money. we'll sell it to an evil genius. ever, ever yeah. buy it. No one will buy it. And that'll no. be like episode 100 and you'll go, oh my God, did they recommend Alex Kidd in Miracle World or didn't they? Jeez, <laughs> did, you'll never find out. Did they like the game that their entire podcast is based around? <laughs> who, no. Who knows? No. Of course, it's, it's, it's terrible. Fucking, it's fucking bad. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Pretty much the only edition at this stage. I haven't heard from the American guys in a while. Presumed dead. Yeah. Look, I think I think we all know that America's gone downhill in a big way. Yeah, they probably have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, they're busy. Uh, they're busy. You know, fighting in the streets, e- eating themselves alive. I'm, basically, I'm pretty sure that I've, what I imagine is that Cody right now has his shirt off, kind of like Mike Hagger, like man Mike Hagger, my hero and yours. <laughs> And he's pile-driving fools in the streets, in the mean streets of Chicago. We played that game tonight, actually. <laughs> he's just he's just grabbing neo-Nazis and just pile-driving them. And, 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 you know, in the background, there's just Trump's face on the TV. In, it, in the in the, the store funniest fi- thing store about window. this is that Hagar is, like, mm. at least four Cody's. Yeah. Cody is... is, is <laughs> there actually is a character called Cody in the game. Yeah. And that's... He's, like, three Cody's, maybe. Like, <laughs> Cody's kind of... Yeah, like, I can three actually... Three Cody's? I think Cody's... Look, yeah. look, I don't want to disparage Cody. No. Because, like, you know, long, slender, anime hair man. Yeah. But, uh, Mayor Hagar, he's no, not. No, no. I'm just going to throw that out I'm gonna, there. I'm gonna, okay, here's my, here's my theory. Cody is Cody. Yep. Uncle Stabo yep. is Andre Jr. I'm with you. I am that corrupt police officer with the shirt open, with a gun. No, that's you, actually. No, Why? That's, that's definitely you. Look, just because I have my shirt open. Just because you're swarthy and have a gun that you brandish a lot. <laughs> How else would I get you to sit here for, like, two hours on end? Including and, pre-show. And, and I, of course, am Roxy. And with that, <laughs> that ends my analogy. Who's poison? Oh, um... Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I know. I know who poison is. Who? Uncle Snap Snap. Uncle Snap Snap hey, is poison. Day. You want to see my awesome Dixie die? What, what do they call it? The Dixie... Dixie... Dixie die? No, the... Oh, I don't know. Something to do with the... Princess die? Oh. Dixie the, chicks? The, the person, like... Not Diana. She died in a tunnel. No, the, um... Really? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> God. Explain the death of the uh... Princess Diana to me. I go on, I go on. No, no, you were going somewhere with that, and I ruined you. I, I derailed you. <laughs> you derailed me so hard that I can't. I, I was already derailed. Mm. Uh, the the small denim shorts and the oh, what? Oh, oh, D- Daisy Duke. Daisy Duke. Thank you. We got there in the end. I got there. Uncle like... Snap Snap, my puppet mm-hmm. slash mitten slash crocodile, mm-hmm. Daisy Dukes. Yeah, him. Yeah, Uncle Snap Snap and Daisy Dukes. Yep. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm there for it. (laughs) He died in a tunnel.
Okay, that's that's the end. I've I've pressed stop. Okay. Oh, hey, I've got a I've got a question for you though, Rob. <laughs> yes. What's um what do Princess Die and cell phone signals have in common? Um They I'd... both die in tunnels. Zing.